Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are Anchor Moms. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms Quarantine Style. We continue to Skype here for the podcast. Um, thank you so much for following along these past couple of weeks. And uh, Karen, what's going on? You got uh, you got something to share over there. Um, so you guys, I made a really big parenting mistake. Oh, please tell me. It makes oh. me feel better about my life. Go ahead. Yeah, like I can't even believe I did it. So one of my children, who shall remain nameless, um, was misbehaving recently, (laughs) kind of like bad misbehaving. Um, and I was really frustrated. And I said, if you do that again, I'm taking away TV for a week. Oh, no, don't ever say that. That's just like, like the day or during during quarantine, I said this, and of course it happened again, and so I had to follow through. Here's the worst part. Well, there's several bad things about this. First of all, if I take away TV from one of my kids, we're all in the same house all day, so basically none of my kids can have TV. Second of all, I work from home, and so that's the only time I can get anything done. No. I I don't know what I was thinking. I, 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 I... so what did you do? So are, you, are you following through with this? I'm following through with it so far. We're on day three. Had a couple of thoughts. Um, first of all, my children don't really understand time at all. So right. I could essentially just say, like, tomorrow, like, whoop, it's been a week. Yeah. You know. No, that's um, 100% what you need to do. The other thought is I could say, you know, if you are really good, you can win back your TV privilege early. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, or I could just basically like email our boss and say, sorry, I'm not going to get much work done for the next week because I had to take away TV from my child. I don't so think that's going to work. My <laughs> I, like three, I like option three the best, but I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I can't even, I, I like when Gregory got home and I told him what happened, he was like, of all the things to take away, why would you take away TV during mm-hmm. quarantine? I was like, I don't know. It was just the first thing that popped into my head. And a week just seemed really intense. I don't know why I didn't say three days. Well, so, uh, are, so are your kids like dying? Are they, is this like a good punishment or are they kind of like, well, whatever? Like, is it, is it um, all in the end? I guess is what I'm asking. Honestly, they haven't, I mean, it's only been, you know, basically two days. They haven't really asked for it as much as I thought they would. So maybe it's a good thing. I, really, I mean, obviously, no screen time 
is great if I can pull it off. It's just the working, you know, like there's no crutch for me if I need to get something done, you know, and it's not nap time. But anyway, um, laptop, like videos, all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. like screens in general, girl, you've done lost your mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that, Karen. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I'll let you know how it goes. Um, so, of course, Mother's Day this past Sunday, and uh, let's, let's like, break down. I mean, obviously, we're being honored on Mother's Day, but our moms as well. So we were thinking about just talking a little bit about our own moms here on the podcast. Yeah, I feel like we spend so many hours talking about ourselves when um, I think we're getting a lot of our parenting advice from our own experiences, right, with our own moms. Um, so my mom is the mother to four children. So I have three siblings, two girls, two boys, um, which I can't imagine. I mean, juggling two kids is like the hardest thing ever right now. So doubling that seems crazy. And she was a stay-at-home mom. So um, we all are learning what that's like um, as working moms So with this quarantine. So, um, you know, my mom... My mom never really had a vision for what we needed to do or who we should be when we were older. So she kind of let us create our own paths, right? So she was the mom that, you know, my brother came home and said he wanted to start listening to heavy metal and learn how to play the electric guitar and grow his hair long. And she's like, sure, cool. Yeah, like, no problem. Like, here's the guitar. And you know, go in the basement and go for it. And, you know, um, you know, maybe there was bad language in that music and that sort of thing. And that didn't bother her. She just like, let it happen. And, you know, my sister was really into theater and now she's like an amazing singer. And, and all of these things have kind of created our own unique personalities. Right. So there's, you know, four kids and we're all very different. We've all had different career paths, different experiences. And I think had she been more, um, controlling as a mom and more suffocating and, you know, told us what we should be doing, what was, um, you know, not proper or, um, you know, what was right. She did teach us what was right and wrong, obviously, but she let us kind of, you know, foster our own personalities. And also I never had that urge to go to college and go crazy. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, never see her for months on end, um, you know, because she just let us be who we wanted to be. And I think that's a parenting tip that we can all take away. I love your mom. That makes me love her even more. (laughs) She's a, she's a very good mom. Happy mother's day, mom. Um, well, I, um, I, when I was thinking about this last night, you know, my mom had three kids, um, and she stayed home some. She worked kind of part-time um, out of the house. But um, I was thinking about just how different of a life of a motherhood hers is compared to mine, and I think ours. You know, I feel like we were always first. I mean, everything she did was for us, and it almost made me feel really guilty because I think that – and maybe – maybe it's the way I live, maybe it's the times are different, whatever. But, you know, she, we like didn't get sitters. I don't remember babysitters. Like my mom and dad didn't get like 
date nights often. You know, they didn't take trips without us. I, I don't think, I can't remember any. Um, you know, she was always there helping us with schoolwork and helping us with projects. I just feel like we were kind of the center of her world. And sometimes I worry that my kids, like I have so many other things going on and I have this career and I have all these other things and I want to take trips and get breaks with my husband. Like, I don't know. I feel like we aren't, maybe my kids aren't, aren't as, um, all encompassing, you know, kind of the center of everything I do, like it was for my mom. So I think I should, um, remember that more and, and maybe put them first more and, and prioritize them a little bit more. I don't know. No, I, I feel the same way. And I think things are different, you know, because we are working a lot more outside of the home. Well, right now it's inside the home, but also you're right. Like times are different, you know, I mean, there's more distraction and it's, mm -hmm. it's easier to travel. It's easier to get a babysitter these days than it was mm -hmm. 30 years ago. I mean, things just, everything's a little bit different. Yeah. But kudos to my mom for really, you know, and I, I, I don't know. She was just always very supportive and always felt so loved by her. So hopefully we can uh, all emulate that a little bit more too. Yeah. I love that. So I was thinking about my mom and I was like trying to think about just a specific word that I thought really, I'm going to cry. I'm <sighs> sorry. Um, that really just like sort of encompasses like what she was. And my mom was just so fearless. She grew up in rural Pennsylvania, like on a farm, one of seven kids went to, um, like did a nurse's training, which basically isn't a bachelor's degree, and then went back and got her bachelor's degree and then got a master's degree while she was pregnant with my sister. And she had to travel two hours to the universe, to a university to get this specific master's degree. And then when I was in high school, she went back and got a second master's degree, believe it or not, right before her cancer diagnosis and worked. And after that, then worked two jobs, like worked a job during the day as a nurse practitioner, and then worked in the evenings counseling people. She got a second master's in um, psychology. And at the same time, like raising two kids on her own, like going to all the sporting events, all my theater events. She, and she never like blinked an eye. Like it never occurred to her that she couldn't do all of that and raise two kids. And I, you know, I just look back and I think, she took us on all these, like, took us on every single vacation. We went camping. We went on cruises. We went to the beach. My mom built a house when I was in high school. Like, she never thought that she couldn't do it. And sometimes, like, I have one kid and a supportive husband, and it just, like, blows my mind the stuff that she was able to accomplish. And I, like, personally, I hope that I'm able to embody all of that, but I want River to know that if you really want to do something, you can go out and do it. And it's, you know, it's all possible and it's all there. Sorry, I'm getting so emotional about this. No, uh, you're making me you emotional. She sounds to. so yeah, amazing. But I, just, I just, like I said, I just think about her and her, her she was basically like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm going to do it all. Um, and she never made it look hard. And it's just very impressive. Like I said, as I come from a place that, I have so many more advantages that she did even growing up. And then like right now in my own life, by the time my mom was my age, she was divorced with two kids 
and working two jobs. So kudos to all those moms who are pulling all of that off and doing it flawlessly. So it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I kind of hesitate to say it, but it's almost like she knew her time on this planet was short and she had to get it all in while she was here and she did it, you know, that's the way she had to live her life. And she was successful at that. And I mean, she passed that down to you and you, you have it in you too. Super mom. I hope so. I hope so. I just, she was, um, she was legit crazy. Like I look Mm. back and I think you, mom, you were crazy. You should have enjoyed life a little more, but I think ultimately that was how she enjoyed life is doing just right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you're sitting at home right now, we hope you had a great Mother's Day. Um, <laughs> and we hope that you have women in your life like our moms who inspired you and you're able to learn from. Um, and, uh, you know, mothers come in all packages and all different sizes and viewpoints. And um, it's really interesting to just to see how, like, it all comes together and how everybody makes it work. Now I feel like we really need to, like, kind of step up our mom games. Oh, guys. my gosh. I know. Right. Ooh, a lot of pressure. I know. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to our first article of the day. From the news desk. So it's called What COVID-19 Reveals About How Society Sees Moms and How We See Ourselves. Um, it's funny. I was reading this last night and um, my husband was working next to me and looks over and goes, well, that's right up your alley, isn't it? <laughs> um but it, it talks about um, kind of the, the burden and how much moms do and how this pandemic kind of highlights that and brings it to the forefront. Um, and I wanted to read one quote from, from the article. My dream is that the millions of stressed and overburdened mothers will recognize the ridiculousness in the way society sees us or doesn't see us, as it were, feel the truth of our importance in their bones and begin to weave truer, more mother-affirming narratives which I think is beautifully said, right? I mean, we are in normal life overburdened, too much going on, too many things we're trying to pull off. Um, and this, this time just kind of highlights all of that. Um, so, so it walks through some things that, that this, like some specifics, and it, it's a list of five things that this kind of shows. It actually does take a village, right? We all hear that saying, but it's true. And when you're by yourself with just yourself and your kids all day, every day, you realize it really does take a village. Yeah. Uh, the pace of our culture is unsupportive for families, which is true. We go too fast. We do too many things. Self-care is essential and inadequate. Uh, gender inequality is real. Yes. Um, oh my gosh! Next, can we can we read stop on that one from that? Yeah. yeah. Again, it says okay. So this is my favorite. Gender inequality is real, um, and so are our unconscious agreements that perpetuate it. So mm-hmm. this woman is like a therapist, I think, who's writing this, and she's talking about how uh, some of her clients are having issues because, again, we've talked about this a lot. We're working at home with our spouses. We're having to split everything, just the two of us. So can I just read this quote because I love it? This client of hers says, quote, both my husband and I are now working from home, but I'm still the one doing the majority of the childcare household management. He seems to have some magical ability to tune out the kids and escapes to his office 
with no apparent shame or guilt. I, on the other hand, feel guilty asking him to split the kid duties and household chores equally, even if I were able to find the words to express my frustrations and desires. Every time I try to hide away in order to work or relax for a few moments, I feel sucked back into the family's needs. It's like there's some invisible force pulling me into the orbit as soon as I even think about stepping away. So true. Yeah, that's like when funny. That is like the exact paragraph that really resonated with me as well when I was reading this article. It's like when you have an infant and you wake up with a baby and they just sleep through it. It's like for some reason, even from day one, we are the ones who always respond. And I don't know why the husbands don't have that same thing going on. I don't know. And the guilt and the guilt. Like mm-hmm. even if we like do find this like quote unquote whatever it is, self-care. I'm like feeling guilty. I'm like sitting Mm -hmm. in my bathtub, like turning down my anchor mom's podcast so I could hear like, just in case the kids are screaming, I'll like jump out of the bath and like go help. You know what I mean? Like the, Mm -hmm. like the dads don't do that sort of thing. No, no. Um, Yeah. I thought this was a really, I loved this article. I think it just really resonated and and made, made a lot of sense to me. (laughs) What I liked about this article is um, she talks about that. There's a list of all, of course, you know, we're in this pandemic and a list of essential workers or like Mm. the important or the most beloved essential workers. And she wonders why moms aren't included in that. And basically says just because we're not getting paid doesn't mean that we are the most, that we are, you know, we're the most essential of the essential. Basically, there are moms all over the place who are working from home, managing their kids' schoolwork, um, and also, you know, managing the housework, and also sort of managing their kids' emotional needs, as well as their own emotional needs, and in some some places, like maybe even your husband's emotional needs. So mm-hmm. I just love the fact that it talks about you know, that the rule of mom is all encompass- encompassing and it just, it means so much more than just you take care, like you birth your kids, right? Do you think that, do you think that there are people who maybe listen to like this podcast or read articles who are like, well, why did you have kids? You knew it was going to be hard work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we, or why we, did, we vol- no one forced me to have this kid. Like right. I actually like thought about it. I made the decision. I want to have a kid. I thought about it. I wanted to have another kid. And like, now we're like, ah, this is so hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. But did we, well, I guess you can't really say that after the first kid. I don't know that I knew. <laughs> I don't know that I fully understood what I was getting into. True. You know? Well, I think before you have that first kid, you cannot understand that pull as a mom. Ingrid, I remember mm-hmm. you said this, and it might have even before I, maybe I just had had River or before I had her. And it's like you talk about this invisible cord between a mom and your kid. And it's like, you can be anywhere. You can be at work. You can be at the grocery store. And it's just, you have this single-minded like focus or attachment that it never goes away. It basically, it starts the minute they're born. And I mean, I don't have a kid, a full grown kid, but I assume that it continues <laughs> forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that, and that specific attachment. And you don't know that. You don't know that it's basically going to upend your life until you actually have a kid, right? True. Yeah. And I don't feel like it's like a, a I don't know. I feel like it's like a constant struggle, right? Like it's a daily, like, how much do I let that invisible cord pull me? How much do I do my own thing? Like it's, it's not like a, you know, you figure it out and you're done. I think it's like a, 
maybe lifelong struggle of how to how to balance that. So I don't know. And I mean, the thing is, this is this is the conundrum of motherhood. You wouldn't change any of it for a second. Like, you don't care that you got out, had to get out of the bathtub because you had to like help your kid at the end of the day. Like you do it, you'll do it again tomorrow and you'll do it next week because it's just what you do and you wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's true. It's all, yeah. it's just hard right now. Cause it's, everything is just hyper focus on the stress and the right. workload. Cause we're in quarantine still, but it'll all hopefully even out. Mom's the word. Speaking of like self care, I actually <laughs> like I did something for myself last Ooh. night. Yep, mm-hmm. and I I got this tip from my sister who does not have kids, um, so she has a little bit more time to you know think about her her self care routine, if you will. Anyway, so I did a hair mask. What? And you, you're probably thinking like, ugh, like I don't want to have to like find the right hair mask and like order it on Amazon. And no, no, no. You literally have everything you need in your house right now to do a hair mask. I promise you. So your refrigerator, just like eggs or something. What is it? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you can do, you can just Google hair mask, but if you want to know what I did, um, and if you can't tell, it's, it really worked. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) It's shiny and voluminous. Um, If if you're listening, you can't see Ingrid, but her hair is gorgeous right Thank you, Karen. Thank you for that. Okay, so this is what I did. One tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Mm -hmm. one tablespoon olive oil, two tablespoons water, and three tablespoons honey. And mix it all together. And then it's really kind of weird and it kind of smells because of the vinegar, but you have to use your hands and put it all over your scalp. And then what I did is I wrapped my hair up and put like um, a shower cap over my head for 20 minutes and then took it off, washed it out and voila, your hair is moisturized, your, your scalp feels good, nice and clean. Yeah. Mm. I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. So dude, yeah. so you, you could, you can tell a difference. I no, I literally can. I can tell a difference. Mm-hmm. It feels a lot better. Good. So try it out. Okay. All right. And that's easy. That's the good thing is, is I like that. It's easy. It's easy. It's basically free. Testing, testing. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And other news. This one comes from um, New York Times. And it says, I don't want to be a fun mom. It's okay to hate capture the flag. Uh, so basically it's about this mom who, and we've talked about this before in the podcast. Um, sometimes it just happens, you know, you find your, your role as a parent and sometimes there's, um, the, the mom and dad, the mom who maybe has to discipline more than the dad and the dad who's maybe more fun and gets to throw the kids around and then, you know, walk away and mom has to still go do the dishes and clean up after the kids have played with dad. Right. So she's saying is it's kind of not fair but she is, she's not the fun one, she's realized. This is what the, the pandemic has done for her because she and her husband are at home with the kids. And she realizes that he gets to, to be that role. So, um, you know, I think we all have our moments where maybe you're the fun mom or maybe you're not the fun mom or dad. But, um, you know, this article kind of goes into detail about how it's, it's okay. It's fine. It's really okay if you're not the fun mom. Because as long as the children are getting time with one of the parents and having a lot of fun, then that's really what matters because the other parent, it, it is their job. Somebody has to be the one who's 
planning dinner for tonight while dad Mm -hmm. is playing with the kids. Like, you know, and I think that this article goes into some good uh, tips as to how you can kind of balance all of this. And one thing that stuck out to me is she says to take 20 minutes alone with your partner each day to not with the kids, but just with your partner to kind of complement each other's strengths, right? So, you know, maybe your, your husband did go play football with the kids in the backyard, you know, give him that credit. Like, that's great. Like they got energy out, they had fun, but then he should be able to say like, I know you were inside doing the dishes the whole time. And I really appreciate that because both of those things are important. So do you guys, are you guys okay being the not fun one or do you guys want to be the fun one? No, I definitely want to be the fun one. And I think oftentimes I am the fun one. What about you, Katie? I think I am. I'm, I'm not the fun one. And I feel like I'm probably okay with that because I, like I said, I think kids, uh, crave discipline. And I feel, I want River to like, look back and be like, mom laid it down and she got it right. And I was saying that River likes to play with our dog, Annie's food. And she's liked to play with it since she could literally move. It's like no secret. Okay. And so I was in our, Brian and I's room the other day and I could hear Brian and River out in the kitchen and I could hear River like playing with the dog food and playing with the water. And I could hear Brian being like, Oh, like, what are you doing? Stop. And I like came out there and I said, what are you doing? You know, we don't play. Pick up all of that dog food and put it back in there. And she was like, oh, okay. Like picked up all the dog food. And I looked at Brian and I was like, hi, what are you doing? Like, I know it's fun to play in the water and the dog food, but like, how about a little bit of discipline here? And this is, these are the times when I think River's going to think dad's like the cool dad because he's you know, lets her do all of the things she's not allowed to do. And then mom comes in and is like the big scary tyrant and makes her pick up the dog. <laughs> so, I mean, for what it's worth, um, I like what I liked about that article is it basically just says like, listen, if you don't want to play flag football, which is the author's example of why, why the dad is the fun one, like it's okay. Like you, you need to find things that that you find fun. You can't just sort of imitate or try, you know, you have mm-hmm. to like legitimately be, you have, it has to be authentic funness because otherwise then it's just, it's sort of lost on the kid. You can't force the issue. So what about you, Karen? So I really want to be the fun one. Oh, really? Like really badly. I really, really want to be the fun one. And I kind of have to be honest before kids, I kind of thought that Gregory would be the disciplinarian and I would be the fun one. <sighs> It just hasn't worked out that way. It hasn't worked out that way. And I, I am pretty strict with you guys know, I'm pretty strict with them. Um, and so, yeah, I think I just need to, like this article says, like, accept my plight in life and like, you know what? I'm not going to be the fun one. I'm going to be the disciplinarian. I can't rely on Gregory to do that. Cause he just wants to like whisk in and like this article says, like, play and and I do think it it has a lot to do you know especially the situation right now like I'm home with them all day so I'm disciplining them all day and then he comes in you know for the last two hours and it's like while I'm cooking dinner so yeah of course they're having fun it's like dad's home let's go play outside and play baseball and swing and you know um you know I don't know I did want to say really quickly before we move on there was a quote at the bottom of this that I thought was so hilarious the way we've been able to MacGyver a career as a woman is completely under attack by a global pandemic. 
I, mean, I just thought that was so funny. I mean, and it's true. We've like been able to like somehow MacGyver this career and still get by as moms, but now like during this, it's just like not just working just anymore. keep it coming. What else do you want to give us, world? We'll take I know. it. Throw something we'll else at us and we'll master it just fine. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, moving on to our um, third article. This one is from Scary Mommy, um, and it's basically saying that the. Uh, title is I'm actually hanging out with my friends more during isolation. So she's saying that coronavirus is actually making her closer to her friends. Um, she talks about originally when all of this started that her friends would say, let's Zoom call or let's get together and have a virtual happy hour. And she was not interested in all at all. Um, but then sort of as the weeks wore on, she sort of caved. Um, and now she's totally enjoying them. And she said, um, you know, one of her quotes is that she was that they were sitting there sipping and laughing. She hadn't laughed that hard for weeks. And one of the reasons why she was feeling so glum is because she wasn't connecting with her friends. But then she says, like, after a while, she realized that, like, maybe this is better than actually social interacting because she can wear cozy clothes. She doesn't have to leave the house. Um, she doesn't have to worry about a reservation. Um, she doesn't have to worry about, you know, um, having uh, um, to pay for Uber because, you know, you can have a couple of glasses of wine. You just got to make it. And like, the only thing you have to do is make it safely to your bed at the end of the night. And I do think it's interesting. I think a lot of people maybe are connecting more. You're talking to people that you haven't talked to in a long time, maybe um, because there's actually time to do it. And all it requires is a zoom phone call. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I mean, for us, remember a couple of weeks ago when we had that zoom phone call with our husbands, which we never would have done. Mm-hmm. for two hours you know um I've definitely connected with people or talked to people that I haven't in a, in a long time especially over like FaceTime like normally I would never FaceTime with some of my friends but now we're FaceTiming for an hour when maybe we would try to text now and then right kind of thing so I mean maybe another silver lining of all of this yeah no I I I mean we have zoom calls I would say almost half of the nights usually of the week. I mean, my cousins who I would have, like, we would have never set that up. Like you said, my high school girlfriends, you know, all these friend groups that, yeah, like we might text every once in a while, but how, you know, this wouldn't have, there would be no other reason for us to like think to do a big FaceTime call, you know, right. It's, it's been fun. It's nice to connect with other people. And, and it kind of makes me feel like, gosh, why weren't we doing this all the time? Yeah. Have you guys heard of Marco Polo? No. I know the game. It's like an yeah. app. It's like an app, apparently. And it's what people are doing to communicate, like, through video. It's oh. like texting video. People are doing it with their friends. It's like another thing to add on to your your social we calendar, do, if you will. We do the house party pretty regularly, which is fun because it has the little games on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I actually told my friend the other day. I told her I'm really over Zoom. Like you're sick of it at this point? Yeah, like it was fun at first, but now I'm like, all right, it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, let's move on. Let's move on to some porch parties, shall we? <laughs> I know. The extrovert in me is like semi going crazy. Um, but I think that at least I'm still doing the Zoom stuff, and I think that at least it's like something. You know what I mean? It's like somebody else to communicate with. Right. True. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, you're exactly right. I mean, you gotta have, you gotta have something. I agree. I feel like at first I was really gung-ho about these happy hours and now I'm kind of like, oh, another, another happy hour on a Friday night. Like, okay. 
The ones that get me are when there's like too many people on the Zoom and like nobody can hear each other and nobody knows who's talking. Like those, I'm like, I can't, I don't know how many more of like the really big group ones I can do because it just gets tough. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see where we are here in like a month, um, whether Mm -hmm. or not we're having some more interaction, whether or not Zoom calls go away totally after all of this, you know? So. Win of the week. Katie, do you have a win for us? Guys, I have a huge win. Remember last week um, when my win was like potty training is tough, but we're continuing on and I don't know if I'm doing it right and my life is horrible and I will never have a potty training kid. My kid. Is yes. Potty. Is she potty training? <gasps> yeah. That was so quick. Legit. And I mean, I don't want to, should I knock on wood? I don't want to jinx this. She did not have, she hasn't had any accident in two days. Like, what? Legit potty train and it's a miracle from god oh my gosh katie for those of you who don't know she was literally like she thought that i mean i don't know you were climbing mount everest like it was like it was like the hardest thing in the entire world you would have thought like i mean you you we might have to yeah we might have to go back and play a clip from last week when you're like i just can't do this i don't know Brian listened to, was listening to last week's yesterday, and he was like, dude, you are crazy. I just listened to your all your business about the potty training, and now River is like, yeah. great. He's like, how many hours was that even into our potty training? But you know me, I'm like pretty type A, and I like structure, and it was really stressing me out that my kid was peeing all over the freaking house. I know, but it's I worth it if they're potty trained. Just if you're wondering whether or not I'm like a good mom. I did pee twice in the little potty in the middle of my living room last week to illustrate what she was supposed to do to be doing. So, I mean, <laughs> it's all about climbing Mount Everest, but I peed in the middle of my living room on a little potty twice. Mother of the year, Katie Killen. Just send the title over. Send the title over. Well, congrats. That's huge. That's huge. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Good job, River. Well done. Uh, and good job, Katie. And... Oh. And mostly, yes. and mostly River, but okay. <laughs> really all Katie here, Ingrid, come on. But it was the kid. Okay. Except, I mean, Katie, well, I'll, we'll share joy except for it's a child that now is potty trained. So. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. And um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a review. Do all of those things. Okay. Have all right, guys. guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening.